Oh my God, it is freezing in here. Vargas, do you have a hoodie or something I can put on? Uh, yeah. Um, I right, here you go. No, this is a this is a T-shirt. This is not gonna help. Just trust me. Put it on. Oh, oh my God. Oh, this is so warm and comforting. This is like this is like getting a hug from the grandma I actually like. Yeah, man, it's from Hope Clothing. The warmth you're feeling is the joy of helping others. Oh, so that's what that feels like. Each shirt helps benefit either Rosebrooks or Greenworks KC, and every shirt benefits OneTreePlanet.org. Is this why Santa always looks so warm? Because he's always helping everyone? I, yes, if he was real. Uh, oh, what? And scene. Hope Clothing is running a holiday giving special. From now until December 31st, all items are $5 off. And this price stacks with promo code DEBATE10. Visit HopeClothingKC.com for this holiday sale and use promo code DEBATE10 for extra savings. This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> Podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. There's, have either of you seen the lady that walks just around the neighborhood here? This is going to be a bit. No, it's not. There's an actual lady that walks around the neighborhood here. I've, I see not, her I've not seen a lady that times. walks around. She's, she's alive, I think. But this is this is what brings it up. Because I'm starting to worry that she doesn't, she can't feel. Do you guys remember? Is she a ghost? What's happening? I, I This is what I'm saying. Often, often emotionless when I see her walking. Mm-hmm. She's always in the same gear. Okay. She did the the worst thing you can do, which is the diagonal cross at a four-way oh, stop. Did you almost run her down? Cross, uh, I was walking, but I almost let Bella off the leash to go lick her to death. But it was the day that it was like 10 was the high. She was just in a cardigan and sweatpants. So I don't think she can feel. Hmm. She can't feel in or out. And I'm not ruling ghosts out. But I'm not saying she is a ghost. I just sure. don't think her skin can feel anymore. Because it was cold outside to you. Yeah. 10 degrees is a high is just me. I'm the only one that's cold. Yeah. I'm going to freak out on my co-host. Uh, it's funny to get him riled up by not validating <laughs> what he says. Yes. That's also, I don't want to say gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> No, all you have to do is basically just not say, yeah, Brian, I agree with you. And he just loses his mind. That's what Brian got his best. Only when it's you. <laughs> Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a podcast where we drink. We are going to Simon Wins. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm irritating Brian, apparently. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of the podcast, really. Uh, gosh, what a day. <laughs> what a day it's been already. I'm going to be silent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good radio. Uh, to kick it off the bat, today we are drinking uh, a beer from Funk Works from Fort Collins, Colorado. This is a raspberry provincial. It's a sour ale brewed with raspberries. And uh, I have a problem with it. Sorry? It tastes fine. It's it because what the bottle says? It is because what the bottle says. Oh, it's because it, you had to serve it in a tulip glass. That's why yeah, he's pissed yeah, off. Yeah. My least favorite flower. <laughs> I'd rather be in a rose glass. <laughs> <laughs> what does it pair well with? Um, let me see. I, I'm, I can't read that well, so let's see. Notes of lemon and tart raspberries. Above that, 
subtly sweetened a tart finish. I think it's still above that. Uh, this delicious creation was truly a product of creativity, ingenuity. Now you're just you're just pairs all day drinking. Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons I actually picked it up because I saw you know it's a sour ale raspberries and I was like, mm. Mm. and then I saw pairs all day drinking. I went, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I 100 percent believe that. Actually. Little devil, my little devil horns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you texted me those emojis earlier. The devil emojis, maybe. But yeah, so this is from Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, this is this beer is actually from a 2014 gold medal winner for its category as a as a it's really good as a beer. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Um, and then I was also reading the, this brewery from Fort Collins, Colorado, started in 2010. Uh, one of the founders he won as a homebrew a season uh, in 2007. Just won like a big like won an award for like a, a homebrew season season. That's what's up. That's crazy. That's this is is really yeah. good for being a sour. It's not. It doesn't make you do that with your mouth. Our ASMR people very, love that. By the way, <laughs> very good amount of tartness, and I, I very appreciate it. Yeah, it's really good. Funk works. Funk works. Where did you drink it any time, day or night? <laughs> Where did you get it? Uh, from the liquor liquor store by me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it, a... Tipsy's has a really big shout out. To Tipsy's. They have a really big. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really big selection of. Beers from a, like yeah. close to us in Kansas City, and then from all over the place. Cool, so. yeah. I've never heard of them before, but uh, I'll check them out. Yep, yep. What uh, what else is new? Anything else with anybody? Just me. Yeah, just you. You can go first. Taboo. It's on FX. I think you've show. already talked about this. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch! I can't watch it because it's Stop. taboo. It's got Tom Hardy in it, and he like oh, is, it's that show. And he produced it. Is it still on? Like running? I don't know that. It's on. I'm watching it on on Hulu on, or Amazon. One, I think it's Hulu because that's where that's where Sunny to the is. Google machine. Sunny's on Hulu, so I imagine it's on Hulu. Anyway, crazy. Tom Hardy. I figured out why he's such a good actor. Hulu. It's because he plays. It's because of Hulu. He's such a good actor because of Hulu. I'm seeing a lot of hits from Pornhub.com. What are you? Taboo, what are you what are you what are you looking at? Oh, uh, don't that's your history. Oh shit. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Hardy's so good at playing crazy, but he does it in mm-hmm. a way in different ways each time, right? But each time you still so I'm thinking Mad Max Fury Road, uh-huh. I'm thinking Ven- even Venom. Um yeah. the, the gangster one he was in was a little he was a little unhinged in that one. I can't Lawless, maybe might have been it with Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um this this one, he he's just so good at playing crazy, but it's uh, Bane as another one, but it's always different types of crazy, which I think is important that he's not just typecast as the same crazy guy. And uh what do they cover his face with in this one? Uh I see from well, the poster. Yeah, actually, there's a few <laughs> there you go. Because it deals with like black magic and voodoo stuff, so there's a few they like covers scenes where he covers his face, which they shouldn't because I don't know if you guys know this, but he's, he's a very attractive good man. Good-looking man with some great lips. <laughs> he does have good lips, doesn't he? What? He's got good eyes, too. And his voice? All right. This is a Tom Hardy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to a Tom Hardy cast. <laughs> Vargas, what about you? What's up uh, uh, with you? Uh, Karen and I watched Parasite last night, and boy, howdy. Yeah, buddy. It is a great movie. Um, Do you see why it won Best yeah. International Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, and well, Best overall picture so we turned it we got done with the movie we we did not turn it off we, we finished the movie and, <laughs> and then we watched it again we just kept watching it Kara Kara goes oh that was like I think she said something along the lines of like finally an original movie like it, yeah. it feels so fresh and like it is yes unlike anything else and have you seen because again the main thrust of the story is 
in like the themes and tones are like for like everyone. Oh right? yeah. And then, but have you seen the, it's really interesting. They did like an interview series of South Koreans talking about how like this is a South Korean movie society movie mm-hmm. because it talks about how like in South Korea, you are not, you do not become rich. You are either born rich or you're not rich. Right. And like, that's it. That's your station. There's no upward mobility. Yes. Which yeah. I think was very interesting. And, and I remember I made wa- Molly watch it the other night and she wanted to watch it. And the whole time she's like, all she had seen was a trailer. Oh, like one of the first yeah. trailers, like we, we saw like in a theater and the whole time she's like, it's not scary, right? And I was like, no. Disturbing. If, well, if, you're, if you're horrified by capitalism, yes. It is very scary. And that's what, so we got done with it. And Kara was like, well, that wasn't, you know, I was like, what do you, what would you classify that movie as? Yeah. So she that, said that's a what thriller. I was, and I said, yeah. But it's like, then a drama, but then it has comedy, but it's a dark satire. It's like very dark and satire. Yeah. Like it's all over the place. It's really, it's really a great movie. Yeah. It didn't, didn't the direct, oh, fuck. I don't want to. I don't want to. Boon Jong Ho. Thank yeah. you. I didn't want to try it because it was not going to come out correctly, <laughs> and it was going to okay. sound anyway. Yep. He said he was trying to make like a uh, a movie that tied everyone, all yes. all these nations yes. and governments yes. together, and then he realized it's just capitalism. Correct. Yeah. And made it. Yes, and it, it's a phenomenal movie. And there are like yeah, just like little thriller moments, like around the halfway point where the things start to turn. Yeah. That's when it kind of becomes more thrillerish, but like. It's it's a phenomenal movie. And it has such a gut punch of an ending where you're like, Oh, oh my god, things are great. And then you're like, Oh no. Yeah. They're just back in Everything their, is they're bad. just back <laughs> yeah. where they are. Like, and yeah, I yeah, I love it. It was really good. Um yeah. Uh, basically everybody should go see more South Korean movies. Correct. Because well you said you, you finished that movie and then you guys immediately started The Host. The host. Which is uh his two thousand six I'm gonna s- I'm not going to call it a monster movie because much like Jaws, it's not a movie about the monster. It's about people reacting to the monster. Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster's monster. <laughs> Frankenstein. But yeah, another great movie. On the host is phenomenal. What? <laughs> uh, so I've heard mother is very good, but I've not seen that from him. Mother. And we, mother. we've talked about Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer on here. Yeah. And then Okja. That's a Netflix movie. He <laughs> yes. Made. With Jake Gyllenhaal and some other people. Uh-huh. And it's very, very good as well. So yeah. I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal speaks Korean. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Everybody should go watch the host. Everybody should go watch Snowpiercer and everybody should go watch old boy. Yes. But not the Josh Brolin one. The what? original South Korean. Original. I made a Twitter joke about old boy and it landed flat because I didn't know that there was an American remake of old boy. Yeah. I just said, Oh boy. And it, Oh, boy. That's what everybody said to my joke. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Chan Wook Park uh, has made some phenomenal movies in South Korea. His his freaking Vengeance trilogy, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady Lady Vengeance, Vengeance. and Old Boy, and then I Saw the Devil. Yes, I Saw the Devil is amazing. Just go watch South Korean movies, everyone. I'm getting worked up. You are. (laughs) Easiest way to work you up, mention South (laughs) Korean cinema. apparently. (laughs) I actually think his name is... Bong Joon Hoi. So, you know, it's fine. See why well, I didn't want to try bok yeah, choy? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Bong Joon Hoi. Uh, and for me, I've just been reading more of the Witcher books. And the Witcher books are phenomenal nice. and so much fun. And I, I was telling Brian that I had read the first one a long time ago. And I for, and I had said that, yeah, it's basically the first season is like the first like two books, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but I did uh-huh. not know that they're essentially, it's just an, the first two books are anthologies. Like they're just a collection yeah, of short, short stories. stories. Yeah. And I forgot that totally. And then it's really fascinating on the um on the cr- creator and screenwriter who adapted the the book to the show 
to like take those short stories and piece them together and make them like a, a, a show, like a long running theme. And yeah, story. Make, make a longer narrative yeah, and a shorter narrative. It's really, really cool. And I, I read that, that there's going to be two more Witchers featured in season two, yes. at least. One of them was in the video game The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. Wild Hunt. The other one was in the novel um, yes. Elf, The Blood of Elves or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see like those things tie together because I don't know how well the novels tie in. Have you ordered the Blood of Elves or? Yeah, I, I own like the first like five six books or something. Like yeah, that. so I mean it'll be interesting to Door. see how they. <laughs> up, big up, nerd. Are you gonna play basketball by yourself later? <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they up Alan Iris. What are you talking about? <laughs> how they uh, how they tie together? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's what they do, man. None of that beer went back in that <laughs> bottle. That's fine. <laughs> Just agitates the yeast yeah. from the wheat. Yeah. Speaking of agitated, you ready to give us a recap? I, I am. Son I'm, of a bitch. I'm ready. Nope. I'm ready. <clears throat> what are you so mad at him Because for? remember, he said, he's like, I'm going with Brendan, or I'm going with Brian, but I think I'm going to go to, I I'm already know I'm going to go to Brendan later. I, mm? That's what you said on the last episode. I I don't remember that. That's what he said. Yeah, of course you don't. I I sewed it into my heart. So, (laughs) last time, I wanted, I wanted some 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 my little piece of my childhood back. Is what I wanted. Uh, A piece of your gross adolescence. Yeah, we got it. Nineties heartthrob. Yeah. So I wanted the boys to give me the best nineties heartthrob, and they both decided it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's the answer. So I rewatched some Buffy, and it was awesome. Had a great time doing great, it. Great time. I bet you did. <laughs> great time. I had a lot of research to do. Yeah, <laughs> like 12-year-old Brian. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, uh, Brendan gave me David Boreanaz. Hi. From Angel. Angel. And Buffy. And Buffy, and Buffy. yeah. And Brian gave me Matthew Lawrence. That's right. From, from Blossom Bl- and <laughs> Boy Meets World. <laughs> I'm a level with you. I didn't watch any Blossom. What? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> But I'll tell you this, I'm sticking with Brian. Mm. Whoa. And here's why. Because Twitter stuck with Brian, too. I don't know if you saw if you oh, remember yeah. that. No, I didn't see the poll. The poll, yeah. well, the poll Matthew Lawrence was winning. The poll is flawed. Because uh, there was no Vargas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't follow the normal said formula. it would be unfair. <laughs> My sister was very upset with the results. Uh, yeah, your sister is not a debater on tap. So Ooh, got her. Got uh, him. I put myself in... The shoes of twelve-year-old me, nice. and which one of these dudes do I want to be? I watched oh. David Boreanaz mm-hmm. in Buffy because that's like what he was in. That's his thing, and I mean, he looks like a fully-grown man. He, does, he looks thirty. He, he does. He look 30, I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't want to be him. He still looks he, thirty he's when man. he's fifty. He does. <laughs> I mean, he, no, he looks great. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I, you know, as as a kid. I didn't want to be him. But then you go and watch Matthew Lawrence in Boy Meets World. What happens every time he comes on screen, man? Woo! That's exactly what I wanted to be. And he had he had the abs. He had he was funny. He was funny. It's kind of I mean, funny if not a little dumb. He's a little dumb, but <laughs> aren't we who, all? Aren't we all? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what on no discredit to David. Obviously. My buddy David. <laughs> Our buddy David. Our buddy. You know he listens. Shout out. Yeah. Thank you for listening, David. Uh, you're Hope we're not Boreanaz in you. <laughs> you're great on bones. Uh, nice. No, he's great. Super great. And I would say his career is going a little better than Matthew Lawrence's career right now. I think a lot better. But I would yeah. say a lot better as well. <laughs> so ultimately, I think he probably gets the trophy. 
I mean, it, he gets he gets the marathon. Yeah. But Matthew, that's, that's like, Maddie, our, bo- our, our Maddie boy. Shout out. Thank you for listening. <laughs> gets the 100-meter gets the, the <laughs> yeah. trophy. I, and I, that's exactly the way I would put it. Sure. In the 90s, I wanted to be. He's, he was a better heartthrob. I'm sorry, Brendan. It's okay. It's a big deal. You got the edgy. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the better he show. You got a whole show. I got the better you show. You do have the better show, for sure. <laughs> well, whoa. <I> mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're, you got to go way up and then way yeah, back. I can't. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. So this time. Here we go. I asked the boys to give me the best favorite Star Trek episode to get me into Star Trek because I'm not a big Star Trek guy. Now, specifically, you said the, yeah. the episode, the best. Yeah, tell episode me what to, I said. To, <laughs> I'll put words in your mouth. You said I'll the, put some in your mouth. <laughs> you said the best episode that would make you binge uh, a series, Mm-mm. right? And that's kind of yeah. what that's kind of what it turns out. I believe we both picked the same series. Interesting. Oh yeah, but different episodes. Okay. Now I will say I'll say this. Say it. It's all great. All, all to me. I love Star Trek. Obviously, yeah. I, I wouldn't classify myself as a fanboy because my beard doesn't go far down <laughs> enough on my neck. But <laughs> I will say I love all Star Trek: Voyager, Deep Space Nine, yeah. and all, all of it. But we both picked the next generation, which TNG for me. Do you see where your, my hands your are? Hands are down. Is the best Star Trek series because that's what I was curious about too. If we we can get into it now or later, but what do you think is the best and the worst Star Trek? To series? me, I will say, Brian speaking here, TNG is the best. TNG, yeah. and I am gonna be just maybe. Well, maybe yeah, this I don't is know. The end I'm, of debates on tap right here. I might be. I might, the age that I am, I'm uh-huh. only 31, so I might be yeah. saved from the blasphemy I'm about to speak, but the original series can go fuck itself. Ooh, <laughs> it's buddy. It's not good. It's not good. Interesting. You could have at least said the animated series and saved I, us I from have. something. I could have. <laughs> but I want, I want to feel the wrath of, of Khan. Khan. <laughs> I want to feel the wrath of Star Trek Khan upon me. Why do you, why do you say that one's the worst? It's just so goddamn campy. It does not hold up. Yeah. I'll put it to to sure. put it as best I can without shitting all over it. And yeah. it's fine. I'll watch it. Right. It's. I mean, that's Galaxy Quest. Yep. That's what it's based yeah. off of. Was well, the of original course. series, yes, right? and that's why people make the joke. It's mm-hmm. the best Star Trek movie. Um, it's just so campy, and there's so many things. And I'm not trying to be like the woke guy, but there's so many things that are just dumb and bad. And so, okay. Can I go first to you, jump off of you? Absolutely, you can. To jump off of Brian. I wow. I really wanted to pick an original uh-huh. series episode. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Because I think, uh, same with Star Wars. I think if you're going to start at a place, start at the beginning. Right. Because right. it's going to give you the best idea of what the whole, what the deal is, right? Mm-hmm. L- mm-hmm. Luckily, with Star Trek, it's the series are, are considered basically anthology. So it's not, yeah. you know. Right, so. right. So I, I watched a couple of, of uh, original series episodes, and originally I was going to pick uh, Space Seed, which is the first... Where Kirk drops his seed all over a planet. <laughs> it's the first... As he often did. Yeah. It's the first encounter with Khan. Oh, where, yes. Where they wake yes. him up. I've actually... I've seen that, because whenever I went back and watched some of the Star Trek movies, yeah. like I was like, right, I want to watch the episode. Yeah. yeah. And, Interesting. And the first... 35 minutes of it are, are really good. It's really <laughs> right, interesting. Right, right. Deals a lot with, you know, Khan waking up and he's this, this more intellectual bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of like, 
borderline racist stuff. And then he what? like smacks yeah. around a woman and then he like tells her her place is like in the kitchen and stuff. <laughs> and it's a little bit rough. Uh, but he's the villain, right? He's the bad guy. So if you couldn't tell, they had to drive it home. <laughs> but then at the episode, she decides to go with him to their planet. Yeah. So and and <laughs> to give it credit, that episode is 50 years old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I will say old. that like going jumping off the campiness of what little I've watched of Star Trek, especially the original series. Yeah. Um, I will say that like the ideas put forth in every episode are like the main thrust of the episode. And right. then it's built around the campiness and the 60ness and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, like people, I remember I was very pulp. pulp yeah. And, I, and I was yeah. watching like this really to like an aside real fast. I was watching this interesting video about like uh, this guy was talking about, uh, Picard and like this new series and how it's not really Star Trek, but whatever. We, I'm not going to talk about that. But he was talking about how like people look back on the 60s series and they they always think about like oh the bad fights like whenever he fights like that lizard creature the Gorg or whatever in Arena, which is another one I watched yes. for this episode. And like he talked about people always remember that, yeah. but like they don't remember like the framing device around it, which was. They come upon this place and like they have to f- like they get captured or something like that. There's a third alien yes, race who makes that them, forces fight, them to fight, and then yep. throughout the course of the the episode, uh, uh, Dr. Captain Kirk realizes that oh, this other creature I'm fighting, we have invaded like yeah. their thing, and they're just protecting he, themselves. Kirk makes the choice not to kill the Correct. Gorn, and like so, there's there's all kinds of interesting like every episode, like you say, oh, this fight scene is stupid, let's laugh at it, but then yeah. you realize like the whole like framing around it is so interesting and cool, I guess. Exactly. And that's, so to get to my actual pick, I think the, the core of Star Trek to, to go off what you're talking about, the core of Star Trek is not the sci-fi spacey stuff, right? It's the intellectual content of the episode. Right. That's, that's where Star Trek really, shines in the limited viewing that I've seen. I was going to say, keep in mind, I do think Vargas was at a distinct disadvantage here. Right. Because I was in there assumption that familiar. both of you guys are Star Trek people. In Hey, I watched plenty of Star Trek for this episode. And also, real real quick, just so we don't have to touch on it later, I think that all Star Trek, I mean, everything is flawed, but all Star Trek has some form or issue of like not having the greatest ideas or, or you know, sure. whatever. Everything's a product of its time. Right. Sure. What, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So, um, so the episode I picked for you is called Measure of a Man. Okay. It's a it's a Next Generation episode, season two episode. Hang on, I wrote it down. I'm pulling out the notebook. Season two, episode nine of mm-hmm. Next Generation. And season two, <laughs> episode nine. And what I thought was cool, I just saw this today. It aired February thirteenth, eighty nine. So what? we just celebrated the thirty. If anniversary yep. of this episode. That's insane. Happy anniversary episode. Happy anniversary, Measure of a Man. Um, <laughs> and what I thought was cool is uh, a lot of people say that this is the first like truly great, like truly legendary mm-hmm. episode of Next Generation. Um, the jumping off point, the 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 little you know right. elevator pitch for the episode is uh, the the Enterprise docks with a space station for routine maintenance, mm-hmm. and there's a scientist on the ship who wants to disassemble data, Lieutenant Data. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, Lieutenant Commander Data. <laughs> let's, um, let's get it right. Well, let's get it right. <laughs> uh, because he wants to learn how to make more 
Oh, D- right, right. D- Data's. Because Data's D- like a... Datum? He is the like the most advanced android. Right. And yeah. that's why he's and, and such a big deal. In, in Star Trek, do they do like... Is the androids or cyborgs like a thing? Or is Data like the only like thing? He's Data's kind of, the only one of his kind because right. he's borderline... Uh, I mean, like obviously self-aware, sim- but yeah. he's border- borderline ha- human in that like... He's sort the of most has, advanced in terms right. of AI. Okay. Have you ever seen the uh, the episode where he sings about his feelings? Nope. <laughs> like he finally gets to experience feelings, then he sings a song about it. Oh, it's that's great. Not, that's not sweet. Anyway, <laughs> go on. So yes, he the the scientist wants to take data to wants so, to so, take so, him apart. Okay. Um. Uh, so the the Starfleet commander who's above Picard, the general, whoever admiral, whoever it is, right? Um, orders data to do it. And Picard says the only way for data to get out of there is to quit Starfleet. So data does. Mm-hmm. Cause Picard's the best. Be- right. So, right. So data quits Starfleet commander and the scientists say, well, you're Starfleet property. You can't quit. Oh, interesting. So the whole episode, most of the episode mm-hmm. is devoted to this basically legal proceeding where Picard is representing data saying he's a person. He has right, right. he has the right yeah. not only to quit, but to not be taken apart and potentially have his because the whole the whole thing is his memories are gonna be uh potentially altered right, by right. this by whatever process. Okay. Uh but the, the coolest part to me is uh Riker, mm-hmm. uh, who's Picard's second in command, right. um is forced as the second highest ranking member of the Enterprise, Data's ship, mm-hmm. he's forced to represent the scientist. So he's the proceedings of Starfleet and their rules are very strange. It's a, li- <laughs> it's a little weird, but it, but it's basically like like kind of a court martial thing, whatever. So, right. So Picard's on Data's side and Riker as the as the second most commander right. is representing the opposite side. So Riker, obviously he's friends with Data, mm-hmm. but he's forced Yeah, to, to go like be the to, defense. Yeah. To or the, the yeah, for the, the, yeah. the scientist. So and that's the whole episode. I mean I don't, don't want to give much away because I know right. you're gonna be watching. And it. just like just a cursory glance, like a lot of like early TNG was not rated reviewed well. And then the that, first, this, this is like the first yeah, episode that's, that's what, like above a nine. That's what I mean, man. Like, this is the first episode. And and again, the fact that it doesn't revolve around set phasers to stun, we're going to the right, planet, right. I think gets to the core of what makes Star Trek really great because a lot of this, a lot of that sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. kind of covers up the deeper feelings like we talked about with Space Seed. Where the the oh it was of its time. Kirk fights weird. He uses karate chops and hammer fists. <laughs> right. That that kind of gets in the way of what the episode is about. Mm-hmm. So if you watch mm-hmm. this and you're like, wow, that's really good. I think you can kind of see through some of that stuff. Right. Right. And get to the heart of what makes Star Trek interesting. Star Trek. Nice. And it. Yeah, I'll I'll say even as a fan, the first episode or the first season of TNG. Mm-hmm. It's not rough. I mean, it's it might be rough if you're not a Star Trek <laughs> fan, but it's like it's a little slow. And remember, so specifically, yeah. uh, Vargas and I have talked about this before mm-hmm. off air. Um, how things now, because they're streaming, and uh-huh. and seasons are released as a whole, you need to kind of review seasons as a whole now. But back then, very self-contained, very self-contained episodes, yeah. right? And they were very clear on if it was part one and part two that you needed to have both those together. Like, mm-hmm. right. Right. So, so remember that, that most of these storylines are going to be wrapped up within an episode. And if they're not, 
it'll just be little threads here and there. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Um, I'm also sticking with season two. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I mean, again, we're, we're catering to Brendan. <laughs> we are catering to you. We're trying to, oh, whichever one will be best for you. We both think it's TNG. So which episode is going to make you want to watch yeah. all of TNG? Right. I'm going with season two, episode 16. Okay. Okay. Q who? Oh, yeah. Now, I knew from the get-go when you said this, I wanted to do one of the appear- appearances of Q. Q was played in TNG by uh, a singular actor. But okay. Q is a race. It is a gender. It is all of these things. It is a being. It is the names. All of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of confusing to say out loud, but when you, when you get it, you'll see it. I mean, they're I not. It. I get it. God. But they're but omnipotent they're, yeah, or they're omniscient. Omniscient What's and the word? omnipresent. Yes, they're omnidelicious. Nice. This is one of, this is, I, I believe, his third appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay. But more importantly, this is the first appearance of something you might be familiar with and a very a important, <laughs> a very important part of Star Trek lore mm-hmm. the Borg. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the very first appearance of the Borg when, when, when the, uh, Federation is first exposed to them. Q assimilation. No, resistance well. is futile. Right. Q mm-hmm. again being what is it? Um, uh, omnip- omniscient um, and omnipresent. Omnipresent. Omnipotent. Flings. He he basically asks for help. Impotent. Impotent. That's that's impotent. The whole ah. thing. <laughs> he asks them for help, and then Picard kind of refuses. By the way, one of my favorite things is. Picard is dazzled by Q the very first time. I think it's mm-hmm. actually in episode one of season two or episode one. I don't know. He's introduced Q very early on. It might be episode one of the season one. I think, I think it's, it's. I think just a cursory glance shows that. Okay. I think yeah. I think it's, I think it's season one episode one is I think when you are correct first. That's uh, crazy. But he's dazzled by Q right, and then as as each appearance of Q goes on, he gets just more and more <laughs> exacerbated and like or, or exasperated and, and flustered, and it's just like I'm over Q right. To, to equate yeah. it, are you familiar with Supernatural, Brendan? Yeah. The trickster? Sure, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is the third time he shows up, and Picard kind of refuses, like, his helper, or uh, f- refuses to help him. Yeah, John, John Day... Lancey. John Day John Lancey. Picard. Uh, oh, this guy. Yeah, that's cute. I recognize his face from just, like... Star Trek. Just <laughs> Yeah, from, from TNG and stuff like that. But, like, the few episodes I've seen, or, like, just seeing, like, funny visuals and things like that of this guy yeah and how yeah eventually he, picard like hates this guy yeah <laughs> he, he so he's asking for help picard refuses so q flings the enterprise mm-hmm. seven thousand light years oh away from where it started hold on because this is the one where q is like i want to join the, the crew yes, of the he, enterprise uh, yes. and picard's like no. No. Yes. So he's like, fine, I fling you 7,000 light years away. And he did. And that's when they met the Borg, right? Yes. They had no answer for the Borg because, right, as right, you right. know, Borg adapt, all right. this kind of thing. So finally, he kind of gives in. Picard kind of gives in and asks for help and everything. But there's so much you learn about, A, the lore of mm-hmm. of the whole Star, uh, Star Trek universe. Right. I think I might have said Star Wars a minute ago. <laughs> the whole Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. You learn about one of the most compelling characters, Guinan, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. You learn a lot about her because her and Q have met. Mm. And Q says specifically they met, or one of them says specifically they met centuries ago. Whoa. Right? Whoopi is old. But Jean-Luc is always on the side of, of 
Guinan, his crew member. Yeah, of course. You know, will defend his crew members to the death until right, they right. prove that they are not worthy. Um, and again, first episode of the Borg, which play a huge storyline in the show and movies. Mm-hmm. Huge thing. I think this is going to be more up your alley than debating whether an android is a man. You can get an. You, you've seen Blade Runner. This is uh, this what I was going to be curious about, like the the vote against. You've one. seen Blade Runner. Yeah. You've seen all a lot of science fiction deals with machine or man, right? Not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, I guess, races or creatures are as recognizable as the name Borg, right? Sure. Right. When sure. you when you hear Borg, you immediately associate it with not only the best captain in the Star Trek universe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jean Luc Picard. Fired. Yeah, I and I will die on that hill. 100% <laughs> die on that hill. I don't think anyone's going to refute you. They better not cuz I'm coming in hot. Uh so you get that, but Yikes. again, you learn about one of the more it's not neglected, but one of the more minor kind of characters, mm-hmm. Guinan. She always plays big parts, but she's not featured in a lot yeah, of yeah, episodes. Yeah, sure. Um and then there's a lot of uh there's a lot of Riker too, which I highly enjoy Riker. I like when he swings his foot over the back of the chair to sit down. Always. Yeah. Always. It's great. It's amazing. It's like but a two-minute-long video of him doing that like, <laughs> repeatedly. You'll kind of get to see an outsider versus yeah. Enterprise uh-huh. instead of having to watch the Enterprise divided for your first mm. foray into it. Even if it's unwilling, they're still kind of going against each other, and you don't really get their dynamic. Yeah, sure. And it's not going to make you care about the characters, really. That's just my what, Marcus, how do you respond to that? I, again... If you if you're watching the Borg stuff, you mm-hmm. you're already committed. You you mm-hmm. don't you don't want to jump into when you're reading a Superman comic book. Sure, you don't want Lex Luthor to appear on page one mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't know who Superman is. You need right. to know who who your main character is before you learn about their arch nemesis. Sure, you need to know what makes them tick. Right before you learn. What can break them apart? And that's what you feel like your episode has. It's like really breaking down these characters and who they you're, are. You're figuring out, like like Brian said, John Luke Picard will defend his crewmen. Don't you ever call him John Luke Picard again. I said John Luke Picard. Yeah, you said John Luke. It's John Luke. It's John Luke. John Luke Picard. He's got His first name is John. Picard his middle pie. name is Luke. Luke. And his last name is Pickard. Pickard. Like the pie. So... <laughs> Measure of a Man is going to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not even going to give you an idea. It's going to show you how far Picard will go to defend right. his crew mm-hmm. and also show you the flip side where Riker has a duty to... <laughs> yeah, nice. To laugh at the word duty. <laughs> He's got a duty to def- to give the best defense he can right, right. for Starfleet, mm-hmm. basically, for this ca- this scientist who needs to do his duty... To right, you know, hmm. make Starfleet better. I know this is off brand for us, but can I give a, a a plus to Vargas's argument? And maybe you can give a plus to my argument. Yeah, Jean Luc is a really good lawyer in this. Like <laughs> oh, in this yeah. episode, he <laughs> they is both a are. five star lawyer. They, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they both are. But yeah, uh, Jean Luc, spoiler alert, is the better lawyer. Yeah, and the Borg kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've read, yeah, the Borg is really awesome. Oh, mm. and before yep. you make your final decision, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got an email about this oh, episode. Yes, yes. Uh, so I don't know if, if you're familiar with this man, but uh, Just he stop. goes by the name of Gary Lay. Oh, God. 
I, I, Strike I, it from the records. Yeah. I'm pausing the recording. But maybe <laughs> one of the most well-versed Star Trek fans, especially uh, course, sure, TNG. 100%. This is where I get my love for TNG. He would like to recommend... Uh, he has three choices for you. And I believe oh, actually Vargas's choice is on that list. And I made my choice before we got to see really? it. Really? So and and so Gary, giant Star Trek fan, giant recommended... Star Trek fan. Three, three TNG episodes, actually. What are the other two? So, or just if you want to read the whole thing. Or yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, okay. So he says he recommends three episodes to get you hooked on Star Trek. Right. So he's, he knows what the debate is, mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, season three, episode 25, and season four, episode one. It's best of both worlds, one and two. It's mm-hmm. a two-parter. It's a That's two-parter. why he's saying it's best if you watch them together. Oh, yeah. I see saying, Which is yeah. why I did not pick that specifically, because I right, knew you right. could only pick one. Right. Um. Number two, season five, episode 25, The Inner Light. I don't know what, uh, do you know what's going on with that one? Yeah, but I mean, we'll let okay. Brennan, if he wants to watch him, you can watch him. And then season two, episode nine, Measure of a Man, the one I picked. Interesting. And his number one, by the way, I'll, I'm just going to toot my own horn here, beep, beep. <laughs> his number one <laughs> is is the are the two episodes where uh, Picard don't do is, it. is. Don't do it. It's Borg heavy. <clears throat> It is. It is. It's Borg heavy. Interesting. It is Borg heavy, and it's very interesting that he picked those. Uh, you know, but I mean, totally very different than the one I picked. Yeah. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hmm. So, those two episodes, I will say this. Yeah. They cut them together and released them as a 90 minute movie. Ooh. And most people say that's the best TNG movie. So good. So <laughs> the good. best of both worlds, or whatever it is. Yeah. Best part one and two at the end of two. season three and start yeah, of season yeah, yeah. four. Yeah. They cut them together. Hmm. Yeah. So you've got Measure of a Man. Right. And you've Q-hoo. got Q Who. Q Who. Um that both of these sound phenomenal, let me tell you. And I will say it is very telling that Mr. Gary Lay picked Measure of a Man. Mm. So I think I'm gonna lean yes. towards Measure of a Man. Yes, I never oh, Damn you, debates. Google. So because I think it's it's fa- like the whole idea of like one, the idea of sentience, like, yeah, it's been done to death, like Brian said, but the idea of, like, your own crew has to, like, also be a part of, like, the other side of, yeah. like, the argument is very interesting, even though Riker is probably, like, uh, yeah, which is cool. But, and then everyone talks about the Borg and everything like that, and that obviously plays heavy into, like, later on, but. And again, I kind of went with my own, I love Q, yeah. I love all his storylines, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I kind of went with that, and again, I told Brian too that mm-hmm. both of these episodes were ones that I because I have dipped my toe into right. the pool of Star Trek. Yeah, but both of these episodes were ones that I had seen before this debate. Interesting. So I went outside what I had seen and then oh, came back yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "This is this is the one. It That's has awesome. to be. It's awesome." By well, the way, I, I will yeah. say Deep Space Nine is a lot of fun. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Vargas is not a fan of it, but well, we both. Yeah. I mean, we both think that TNG is best for Brendan. Right. So it's just which one of these episodes is going to make you want to watch more TNG. Okay. And I'm going with Measure Man. So yes. plan on watching both of them. And I'm not mad because he's watching TNG. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. I'll watch more of TNG. So. Hey, guess what? Next time, this guy, Bright Guy, has something for you. What is I want you to pick, let's call it the coolest. What, what would Brian think is the coolest cryptid? For those who don't know, mm. cryptozoological creature. Such as Sasquatch, mm-hmm. such as the Jackalope, <laughs> <laughs> such as like the Chupacabra, <laughs> the uh, yeah. Chupacabra, uh, quote unquote, 
uh, made up, which I think we all know what that means. Excuse me, hundred percent real, undiscovered, undiscovered. Yeah, there you go. So, you go. which one's the coolest? Which, which one, one should I? Which one would I be most fascinated by? Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's what I want to know for that's next time. That's what we're doing next time. Okay. And tweet us with what you think is the best TNG episode, or if you have a better Star Trek series that you watch that's not the original one, go right. fuck yourself. Yeah. No. <laughs> legitimately, if anybody's got any really good like. Deep Space Nine or Voyager episodes mm-hmm. that I should watch. Let me know because he tried. I well, I tried to Google best Star Trek episodes, and they're all TNG and original series. Oh, really? So yeah, so no one, no, basically actual Star Trek. I thing. mean, just let me know what the what the cool episodes of. I'll let you the know. Other bro. series. Are, well, let me know what the best animated series episode is. <laughs> uh, Email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. Tweet us at debates on tap and find us on Instagram at debates on pictures. Other than that, I think we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, Google play, all of it. Five star podcast. Yeah. Bye.